What can make losing someone more difficult and confusing, especially for a Christian, is that we all pray so much for their healing and then ultimately they still die. Then you listen to another person's story for a prayer for a loved one and they recover. What the heck? God's Love Language, a podcast designed for Christian discipleship, with emphasis on developing our relationship and fellowship with God. Now, here is our host, Joe Enlo. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings, friends and family. Welcome back from the holiday season of 2020 and from the year 2020 in general. I hope this episode finds all of you well and growing in your relationship and fellowship with God. Stay true to the faith. Obey the word of God. Blessings will follow obedience in the Bible. They always do. Chaos and difficulties follow disobedience. We've been talking about obedience. That is God's love language, obedience. When I left you last, I said I would be continuing my series on God's purpose for the family by talking about what the family institution might have been like if man would not have sinned. In other words, we would have talked about what was God's original plan for the family on earth, maybe what that would have looked like. Then we're going to go from there. There has been a change of plans, though. God has laid it on my heart to talk about a subject that has affected or will affect every Christian at one time or another. I am taking this episode to talk about the difficult subject of losing a loved one unexpectedly. The year 2020 has brought about extra difficulties for us, and many of us have lost a close family member or friend unexpectedly. I am no exception. I lost my close and dearest friend, Daniel, to COVID on December 27, 2020. I am dedicating this podcast specifically to him and his memory. I plan on using many examples in my book, God's Purpose for the Family, that came from my interaction with Dan and from watching him live and our interaction together. He was by no means perfect, but he definitely knew family or what it meant to be a family man. So let's get started by letting me make this clear. I am writing this because of the questions I have for God concerning the loss of my friend and because I had one of my sons ask why God did not answer the prayers for the healing of Daniel. I need to come to terms with my friend's death. I have no other friend in this world that was on the same friendship level as Daniel. We both are Christians and enjoyed talking about God and hashing out why we think God let certain things happen in our respective families. We had years of history together, and we both were madly in love with our wives, and we love our families dearly. I wanted to know why God took him from his family and friends so soon. Men like him are one in a million, and his passing doesn't seem fair to anyone who knew him. What can make losing someone more difficult and confusing, especially for a Christian, is that we all pray so much for their healing and then ultimately they still die. Then you listen to another person's story of prayer for a loved one and they recover. What the heck? Why does one receive healing and the next one doesn't? For spouses and children of the deceased, this is even more devastating. In Daniel's case, he was hospitalized almost a whole month. There were hundreds of Christians praying for his healing. A group of approximately 25 of us met at the back of the hospital where he could, where we could see his room, his window, and prayed for him. 
Every day he was ill, people prayed for his healing. Daniel was only 60 years old. We all claimed the promise of healing and many prayers, many tears, and there were many hopes. As a result of our unanswered prayer in this situation, I asked God, why pray at all? If your will is going to be done, and it may not be our will, why pray at all? Of course, the answer is in the New Testament in a prayer request made by Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If it be possible, when Jesus was praying, if it be possible for this cup to pass from me, you know, let it be so. Or at least let it change the way the way you're doing it. Because Jesus wasn't even aware of the full plan of God. God couldn't make that known because then the enemy wouldn't have crucified him. But then he ultimately said, not my will, but your will be done. We didn't have, he didn't have a complete picture. Even Jesus wasn't eternally sure of the plans and will of God for humans at the time of his death, but he prayed nonetheless. And that, my friends, is what I feel God wants us to do. Pray what we desire to happen like there's no tomorrow and hope that it is God's will. And if it is, then healing will occur. Now, remember, as you develop your Christian life, you are you develop the more of the will of God. You develop more of the personality of God and more and more your prayers and your hopes, your dreams become what God wants for this world, what God wants for you. So don't think that's strange to happen because we do, the more we become like God, the more our prayers line up with his will. That's the, that's the secret. That's the key. And you can't just be an outskirt Christian out there just saying you want the, you want the full benefits of being a Christian and at the same time get everything that you want without being totally committed to God because you will clash with him. It will never work that way. You have to slowly grow in maturity and seek the will of the Father because it's his plan. It's his plan. If it isn't, then the outcome will be his will, and we need to live with that. After all, it's not about us, but about God and his plans. How are we to process this? I asked God, and this is what I got. You must go back to the the reason for the act of creation in the book of Genesis to get an understanding. God had already created a heavenly family. But he wanted to have an earthly family also, a family that could rule and reign with him on this earth. And I'll explain why I think that was so later on in our podcast as we develop my book. So he created mankind with free will. Free will means you have the ability to choose how you will obey and act on God's instructions, just like his heavenly heavenly family did or was supposed to. Recall the interaction in the Garden of Eden between Eve and the serpent in Genesis. When first confronted by the serpent, Eve responded with what God had instructed them. Mankind was what mankind was to do and not to do. You know, we were able to eat from the fruit and most of the trees in the garden, but there were a couple of trees you were forbidden to eat from, the, the tree of life and the tree of good and evil, knowledge of good and evil. Her answer was a God-centered answer. When one follows the instruction God God gives, all will go well. Then the serpent did something very clever. After all, Genesis 3.1 says he was craftier than all the animals, so he was clever. The serpent got Eve to switch her thinking from God-centered to self-centered by making it about her. Your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. 
she started that. She started out correct. But he said, oh, no, no, no. God didn't mean that, didn't say that. You can do this and you. So she, he changed her point of view. That is where that free will kicks in and takes us astray. Once Eve stopped focusing on what God wanted her to do, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, she changed her worldview from a godly one to a self-centered worldview. That's where all the trouble started. In fact, after this point, you can see that all of recorded history has the same struggle that Eve had, doing what God wants me to do, or living for myself and doing what I want to do. You know, We hope there's no God in some cases, and that we want to do what we want to do. What we fail to keep in focus is that since we have a creator and programmer, basically God programs uh, a particular talents with a new personality, gifts, and for your, your reason for being created, you weren't wasteful. There's a reason for your creation, for your participation in his plan. But you can only fulfill that or know that by getting close to God. We can never fully enjoy or understand this life unless we live for God to bring him glory. That is a godly worldview, to be obedient to God and find his purpose for us on this earth. So, first and foremost, we need to remember God is in control of our lives and our lives are part of his overall plan. All the pieces come together to form the whole, like looking at a mosaic up close, only concerned with our particular piece. The problem is we cannot see the complete picture, the finished plan as God sees it, the whole mosaic. We only see particular pieces of this glass or whatever it is. So we sometimes get sad or discouraged and maybe even start to doubt God and his plan. If you had been with this podcast from the beginning, you know that we are the instruments and children of God. We stand to inherit blessings, but it is all about him and we just need to be obedient to his word. And God will accomplish his mission and plan on earth. It is sad when someone we love is lost, especially unexpectedly. And during the holiday season, on top of that, it's even worse. However, unexpectedly only applies to us, not God. God knows all things and nothing catches him by surprise. In other words, as emotional humans, we must realize that we are not seeing what is unfolding from a God-centered worldview. We are looking at it from our worldview, what we want and the happiness we think we or our loved one deserves. When we do that, we are bound to be disappointed and frustrated with what happens. God does not operate according to our plan, but according to his. He will always be with us and will always provide healing for broken hearts when we believe in what he is doing. We think we have an idea what God should do for us, how happy he should make us, and how he should have all of our parents and children remain alive until after we're gone. But it doesn't work like that. He never leaves us or forsakes us, but he does things his way. And yes, sometimes that hurts us. Sometimes we lose those whom we love the most. It's funny how we see this as a bad thing for us when in actuality it's the best case scenario for the loved one lost. They get to go to heaven, feel no more pain or suffering, and be with their maker and receive their reward. Down here on earth, we get mad at God for doing this because it hurts us. We act like the situation here on earth is better for the, love, the lost loved one than where they are now. We are looking to our own desires and wants, not God's. This is not God-centered thinking. Remember, 
in a past episode, I talked about how we have to be willing to forsake all other relationships to follow God. Jesus said this in the Gospels, you know, you must pick up your cross and follow me daily. You you may, you may can't bury your dead. It's, it's an attitude. He may not call you to actually desert your family, but you, you must be able to have the peace of mind to move on from such a loss. It's a mindset he expects us to have. It's a love for him and knowing that the only true happiness and the only true reason you're here is because God put you here for a purpose, for a purpose. And if you if you feel like you can't live without someone or you feel like you don't want to live without someone, then I would submit to you that you're not quite there yet. It is about God, not about you. And you. Sh- the only person you shouldn't be able to live without is your relationship with the Father, the, your relationship with the Trinity. That is the relationship that matters. That is where you have to continue your work. Yes, we get hurt, but we must keep focus. Death of a loved one is like that. We don't see God's plan clearly until later, or maybe not until we get into the spiritual life. When we lose a loved one, it is time to reflect on their lives and move to the next chapter in ours. God wants us to carry on the teachings and life that the loved one left us, their legacy, knowing that one day we will reunite with them in the afterlife, especially when someone makes an impact on this world as Daniel did. If we hold on to what he did on earth, feel robbed at his leaving, be angry at God and let it stop there, then we have limited his impact on earth. God told me that Daniel's love and example to all who knew him must be released so that his legacy continues to affect millions more. There are hundreds of examples of great people who have affected more people after their passing than they did when they were here on earth. Jesus and the disciples were included. Daniel is coming forth out of the tomb to raise a hallelujah based on everything that everybody's saying about him. There's so many great things. He's proclaiming how good the father is and to teach us the power and reach of a godly man, husband and father on earth. God said to me that I must take the godly things I saw in Daniel's life, use them in mine in order to continue the good work God started in him and me. Okay, Joe, but what about how badly his passing makes those who knew him feel? God said, remember Jesus' death on the cross. Everyone who knew and loved him were devastated. Some even lost the faith and felt like a fool. They all still believed while Jesus was alive that he would save the nation of Israel as a mighty political or military leader. They had no idea. It was all spiritual. This is why Peter told Jesus that he wouldn't die. Remember when Jesus told him in the garden that he he must go and and die, and Jesus said, no, you know, forbid it. And Jesus rebuked him. In fact, he said, get behind me, Satan. None of the disciples understood the full picture, the mosaic, of how Jesus was going to save the world. Even Thomas, or who became known as Doubting Thomas, wouldn't believe it until he put his fingers into Jesus' wombs. You know, he, he he couldn't believe that he'd actually come back to life. They didn't understand that that was supposed to happen at that time. At that point in their lives, they could not see the plans of God clearly. They were looking at things from their point of view. Then came the resurrection, and oh, how people were changed. If you remember, even Jesus wasn't sure of the Father's plan. Jesus was so distraught that he sought another way for God to accomplish the mission. It was not to be, though, and Jesus obeyed until death. Daniel is in heaven 
and whether I like it or not, his mission on earth was completed. Now I need to finish mine, taking what God has taught me, adding what I've learned from this and Daniel's life, and go and finish the race. This experience will help my faith grow if I let it. God is is good like that. He's good like that. He he gives us free will to choose our actions and our responses. We can respond negatively. We can respond positively. How do you think Daniel would want us to respond? I wasn't through being friends with Daniel. I want more time to share and laugh with him. All I can do is believe God is in control. I must be prepared to lose others close to me. I must weather the storm and run the race, the marathon, knowing that this life is only a blink of the eye compared to eternity with them and the spiritual life to come. If we give up and get mad, then what they taught us and lived for us is wasted. Our tears and hurts are only for our loss of the loved one, but the loved one is now perfected in heaven. Yes, it is okay to grieve, but we must move on. I want to end this episode with a tribute to my friend and brother in Christ. Maybe you have similar feelings for a loved one lost. And if you do, and you want to share them with me, please email me at jinlow at godslovelanguage.com. Now, here's to my friend, Daniel. Daniel, as it happens with many individuals who lose a loved one, I'm left here feeling sorry for myself Dude, I'm reading all the tributes coming in for you, even from my own kids. My friend, you were a hero to so many people. I guess you could say that you had your own private ministry. It seems you accomplished on the earth the one thing I have been trying to do my whole life. Be a loving representative of God here on earth. I can recall times you tried to help me chill out. I seemed to always take things too seriously or lack the love, grace, and mercy that seemed to come so easily to you. I know you were not perfect, neither am I. Our private conversations revealed that to us, but you were a man after God's own heart, and that is what he desires from each of us. I thank you for listening to my podcast, and I think you were the only one who did so consistently. I also appreciate the feedback on them. You made me laugh when you said you had to have a dictionary to look up the big words I was using and laugh. Man, we had some good laughs together, didn't we? I think anyone who took the time to sit with you ended up laughing with you. Man, it feels good to laugh. I wish I could do that with you again. You never knew this, but sometimes as I would sit out in my garage listening to music, I would hope that you would pass by and see me out there, and then you would stop just to talk with me. My friend, I love the time we spent talking and fellowshipping. I don't think there was enough of you to go around. Your family was always your number one priority, as it should be, but those who knew you well would have loved to have spent more time with you. As I have seen in some of your legacy posts, you always made people feel like anything was possible. You instilled hope and faith into everyone you talked with, my friend. I wish I could say the same for me. Our friendship began at church in 1987, playing softball together. I have a a lot of memories from your place out on Petrenko with all the volleyball, pool, basketball, fireworks, and when we held my son's wedding reception there. Who would have thought we would end up living right around the corner from each other years later, walking to each other's houses, playing some killer games of ping pong and pool? I liked hanging on your porch and you liked hanging on mine, but either place produced great bonding times. 
And thanks for the memories we had in Cancun on those two vacations. I must add, before I go, Daniel, that you also left a lasting impression on my boys. Their memories of growing up included the times we spent with you and your family. They have nothing but kind words for you, Mr. Dan, as they called you. Thanks for that, my friend. Because of you and knowing you, I am a better man, father, husband, and Christian. I will continue to evolve into someone that people want to be around, someone like you were. My heart is broken at your leaving. I can only imagine how your wife and children feel. I am so thankful I called you when you were in the hospital and talked with you ever so briefly. I meant what I said, brother. Even though I miss you and at the same time I am jealous that you are with Jesus and God, I pray that we all are able to understand why you left us so soon. God help you see the big picture. I will forever have you in my memory, in my heart, and in my thoughts. I hope you now have complete understanding of the impact you had on the individuals that came directly and indirectly into your short life on earth. I would anticipate that you got a well done and good and faithful servant from God upon your arrival there. So I will see you again, or until I see you again, I leave you with this. Well done, good and faithful friend. Well done. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. If you would like more information about our podcast and subject matter, or if you would like to leave a comment, go to GodsLoveLanguage.com or you may email Joe at jnlo at GodsLoveLanguage.com. Yes. Ah, you thought I forgot, didn't you? This is to my friend Daniel. Spirited Away is the title of this song. His spirit went away, but his memory remains. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for all the people here. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may you, your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, what we do matters. Put God first. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for his memory. Father, thank you for the memory of those who are listening that lost loved ones also in that terrible year of 2020. Bless you, Lord God. Yes, tap your feet. You're feeling good. You can't feel bad. Let's feel good. They're in a better place. Lord, help us to overcome this sad time. Help us to live. Help us to get well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Come, move it, move it, move it. Mm. Mm. Raise your hands. Clap to the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for music. Strengthen us, Father. May we know you so well that your our nature is your nature. Our words are your words. Our thoughts are your thoughts. Guide us, Holy Lord. We bless you. We thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 
bless you, mighty Father. Ooh, yeah. Men like you, Lord. Thank you for the friendships we had. Thank you for the relationships we had. Bless those, encourage those who lost people. God bless. We'll see you next time.